Welcome back to Beat Seeker. I'm your host, Matt McButter. In each episode, we explore the shifting world of music with world-renowned experts and artists to take you deep, deep inside the fascinating and changing world of music technology and music discovery. And I'm your host, Mike Weider, reminding you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you like the episode. You can visit our website at beatseeker.fm where you'll find plenty of rabbit holes with extra content to dive into, guest backgrounds, and even a playlist with music recommendations from each of our guest episodes. Also, Beatseeker swag. You can stay current and talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BeatseekerPod. At Beatseeker, we're constantly looking for new ways to discover good tunes. Hot Drop is an app that guides music lovers and discoverers through a feed of underground indie music. In their words, Hot Drop keeps your music taste fresh with millions of new songs you've never heard before. Here to tell us how it all works is Hot Drop CEO Max Goldberg. Max and his co-founder Steven Siegel founded the company in their Indiana University dorm room. Max is a self-taught app developer and sold his first app venture when he was still in high school. He joins us from Portland, Maine. Max, thanks for joining us on BeatSeeker. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's a, it's a pleasure. So, Max, we clearly live in a time of plenty. We have access to every song in the world with just a few clicks. There's 100,000 new songs being added each day to Spotify, which actually it's up from 60,000 songs per day when we started this podcast like a year and a half ago. So the question is often how you sift through all of this you know, all of this haystack and find the the little needles that you really want to find, the, the new music you really like. So most people, I would say these days, you know, from, from our discussions and research are using a combination of uh, algorithms that will push the music that you like towards you, playlists, TikTok, friend recommendations. Those are the, the primary kind of discovery means these days. But you and your colleagues have invented a new way to find music with your app, Hot Drop. So before we get into this, maybe you can tell us what inspired you to create a new company around music discovery. Sure, uh, it's a great question. Um, the story starts at Indiana University. Uh, my co-founder, Steven Siegel, and I were, were juniors uh, in the business school there. Having a ton of time on our hands, you know, music is not only something that is so important and, and prevalent on a college campus, but we really got to see how people were discovering music today. And, you know, talking about the, the hundred thousand or so songs that are being uploaded, the reality is that 90% or so of those songs are, are completely invisible. And those artists are going completely undiscovered. So we saw how people were looking to discover the new wave of talent and the non-mainstream artists that, that are dominating these platforms. So we really saw a need uh, and the problem of getting these undiscovered artists heard. Okay. And so who's your target market for, for this kind of an app? Is it everybody? I mean, is it, is it kind of more age dependent or yeah, who, who are you trying to get to use this? For the initial uh, demographic is definitely catered towards Gen Z. Um, so 13 to 22 year olds, uh, probably a college student or recently outside of college. Um, although when we do ship product, we we definitely like to use the grandma test. And uh, it's really important for us to make a user experience that really anyone can use. 
Oh, interesting. The grandma test. I love that. It's probably like people our age. Um, so, <laughs> you know, Not it, quite. It, it's, it's kind of interesting, but um, you know, when we, when we originally conceived of this podcast, we were going to make it about music discovery. We were going to, I mean, it's something that uh, both Mike and I are, are totally obsessed with. So, you know, interesting that, that you've, uh, you've done that. So I'm going to hand it over to Mike and, you know, maybe he yeah. ask so, you how it works. So Max, tell us, tell us a little bit about how it works. Like what, um, I'm a user, I've just downloaded um, Hot Drop. What, what, what is the experience I can expect? Yeah, the, the core user experience of Hot Drop uh, revolves around this Explore feed we've built. And that's a endless feed of, of 30 second song snippets uh, from artists you really haven't heard before. Now, a lot of these artists are either getting started in their career, some artists who have been making music for five to 10 plus years, but really haven't had that catalyst moment where people are actually listening and forming opinions around their music. So while you're swiping through this feed, you're going to have this, this knee jerk or impulsive reaction, uh, oftentimes really quickly in hearing this, this 30 second snippet of whether you like the song or not. And if you don't like it, you just keep swiping. If you like the song, the full version of the track, it can be added to your library in hot drop uh, and can be listened to at any time, much like you would on any of the other large streaming platforms as well. Got it. So it's kind of like a dating app, except that you're, you're dating songs, um, or, you know, or maybe something like TikTok, you know, in, in that regard. And that it's sort of this continuous feed where you're, you're feeding the algorithm with your feedback by your actions. Is that basically the idea? That's exactly right. And, and the reason behind the feed and, and I think TikTok's success in, in engineering this unbelievably viral discovery tool is that there's just too much content to consume. So when people largely Gen Z are using an app like Spotify, they're not generally using it for discovery anymore. You know, less than 10% of total listening time on Spotify is from one of their curated playlists. Almost all of the recommendations are being driven by your friends and sharing. So we wanted to cater our experience around that organic discovery, right? This lean-in experience where you're not just spontaneously coming across a song, you're actively discovering it in the moment. I got you, I got you. And so the, the concept really is about undiscovered artists. And I guess the, the supposition is I'm, I'm in Spotify, it's gonna just feed me more Drake stuff or whatever is popular yes. at the time. But the, the smaller guy, the smaller artists uh, are not really getting discovered or getting time. It, it, that's a hundred percent right. And, you know, I love Drake and, and mainstream artists as well. Um, and there are a suite of apps that are all very large and have been around for a while, like Spotify that, that provide that experience. You know, those companies like a Spotify spent a lot of time to build the best player, right? They wanted to build the mess, the best music player possible, but hot drop, we want to build the best finder. And we see that our users come back, uh, you know, three, five plus 10 times a day, uh, you know, for an average of 15 minutes right now. And they're coming purely to discover, not just to consume. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. And, you know, can you tell us like how many people are using it? Like how many artists do you have on this platform? 
totally. So we're, we're about 500 artists right now. Um, we haven't done any growth or invested in promoting the platform. Everything's been completely organic. Now, when we going back a step, when we launched the MVP of Hot Drop at, at Indiana, within two days, we were the seventh apps, or seventh app on the top charts for music. Uh, it had 25,000 active users. 2 million new songs discovered in two weeks. So we really saw that listener demand can be easily scaled uh, and also brings the artist demand along with it. Gotcha. So you're, um, I got it. So the, the artists that are on your platform are the ones that have explicitly signed up for Hot Drop versus who's ever in the catalog of, say, a Spotify, you know, which would be sort of whatever, hundreds of thousands of artists. Had, did you ever think about attaching your user interface to Spotify's catalog, um, you know, because yes. you, cause you'd have an endless amount of, I guess, I guess you, you'd have unlimited artists. Um, if you, if you did it that way, like, why did you decide to, to, to design it the way you did? Mike, it's such a great question. And I'll <laughs> answer it by saying we didn't decide Spotify decided it for us. So when we launched the MVP in college, we were doing exactly that. You know, we had to get something built up quickly. We didn't know, you know, a thing about artists. I am not an artist, uh, but just a passionate, you know, consumer and, and, and super fan at that. So we were using Spotify's catalog, uh, saw some, you know, s- significant early signal and traction. And then our access was, was revoked. Um, and, you know, you can read it in Spotify's design guidelines, right? They, they prevent you from playing 30 second song snippets in a stack, you know, that that's how they, that's how they word it because this model is adverse to their business model and their stakeholders. So we were panicking with that growing pain when we were revoked. Um, and I, I think there's a significant element of luck in, in what happened, but hundreds of artists started emailing us, begging us uh, to allow them to promote their music to our Gen Z audience and started sending their their audio and album artwork over email okay. to, to two strangers. Gotcha. So the so I see. So Spotify has an API where third party apps can can build on top of it. But as soon as you guys started to become successful or get some traction, they cut you off because maybe they saw this as a threat. Is your is your your theory? I, I mean, threat. Um, it. it, it certainly uh, increases their their storage and compute costs. You also can't monetize using their API. You know, they, they have a, a very good hold over uh, people's access to music. And I think that continuously hurts the artist and music enthusiasts who, who want to find more music. So I think ultimately, if I was in their position, I'd probably do the same thing. Um, but the answer is to, to build your own catalog. And although it's harder and takes more time, I, I think ultimately that could benefit the artist at scale. Okay. So if I'm an artist, it, it does seem like this is, you know, yet another platform that I need to now support. I mean, I've got the streaming apps and social media. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. And maybe I've got a YouTube presence. So I, I'm sure it's not easy for you to get the attention of, of the artists. I mean, how do you how do you kind of like reach them and 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 bring them in? That that was one of our greatest challenges when we pivoted to this this 
um, you know, user generated content model. We thought it would be super difficult. It, it turns out that it's actually easier oftentimes to get artists on the platform than it is to, to get users to be, to re, be really active. Um, artists from our experience are, are generally looking to, you know, put their music wherever they can get attention. Now, to talk on the point of, of the various platforms they're maintaining, I, I think that's the root of the problem for artists, right? They're not marketers generally, but they're forced to engineer viral videos on TikTok and, and, and upkeep with everything outside of making music. So for Hot Drop, we were really creating a, a narrow um, value proposition for artists by saying, let Hot Drop be the first place you release a track. So before that song might be perfectly polished, release it to our audience of enthusiasts, passionate. Let's generate data on how the music's being shared, how that drop is performing, and that should inform your release later to other platforms, almost like a test flight, for it, which Apple has for testing mobile apps, but for songs. I see, I see. And so... Um, I mean, what's the, the overhead for me as an artist, if I'm, you know, if I'm putting there, like how much effort is, how much time is it for me to, you know, to kind of feed hot drop? <laughs> um, that's, it's a great question. You know, we, we measure these kind of stats pretty closely. Uh, we've tried to make the song upload process. Uh, as seamless as possible. So generally speaking, you know, artists are, are not having any difficulty uploading to the platform. Um, once you upload a song, uh, the song can either exist in an unpublished state or released and targeted to the users on our app. So you don't actually have to go, you know, throughout the whole process of releasing. You could use our, our cloud storage to host all your, your music and the associated, you know, data and, and assets and then release it when you're comfortable. Um, but, but we're continuously trying to make that, that process more seamless for artists and indie labels as well. Yeah, there's a, I don't know if you've seen the, um, the Netflix show on the Spotify origin story, but there's a, there's a new one. It's relatively recent. I watched the first episode and basically it was, uh, uh, Daniel uh, getting his, the door slammed on his face over and over and over again as he pitched the record companies on, um, why they want to, uh, come on to Spotify. So it sounds like that's not easy to do. Eventually they were successful and they, they, they did get that done. But have you ever thought about going to the the labels and try to get a, a license, uh, you know, to 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 deal with your lack of access via Spotify? It, that's the question. Um, I think to to answer it, I'll first talk about the the ethos of our brand um, and the the Gen Z audience we're building definitely can be compared to more of the Wall Street bets movement on Reddit, right? These are people that that have no problem and, and want to tear down the establishment. And I think that's very contagious. So um, for us, we are putting independent artists above all. The label-signed artists have tremendous resources and, and, and frankly, um, I, we don't believe need as much assistance. I see. As Your thesis is those guys are are well served, and who's you right. know the people that are not are the people that aren't on the labels. So that's kind of your target market on the artist side. 
yeah, we'll work with, you know, and we have conversations with some of the, the largest indie labels whose values are artists and we align with. Um, I, I will say, though, that the, the labels are, are mostly interested from our conversations in this active discovery data, right? Knowing artists that are earlier in their careers, oh, who they'd I see. be looking who to do sign. Who I want to sign. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It's going to signal for them, yeah. And also booking live events, you know, on a college right. campus because right. we have that insight. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Matt. I was just going to say. So, yeah. How do you how do you reach all all of these bands? I mean, how do you market to them, and how how do you find them? How do they find or how do they find you? So to date, everything's been organic. Um, they've found us through talking with other artists, many super fans who who are also passionate, you know, users and listeners of music are also artists themselves and, and have found us through search. Um, you know, we've had some, some press that's done really well uh, for us as, as well. Um, going forward, we will be activating, um, you know, a significant campaign at, at the major universities in the United States. Uh, so Big Ten, Pac-12 schools, uh, you know, across, across the country. Uh, and there's a lot of phenomenal artists that are on college campuses um, that have that unique environment to, to see that push. Got you. Got it. You know, so, you know, starting your own company is not easy. Like you need to build the product. You got to attract users. You got to get these artists on board. You got to get funded. Um, you know, what's been your biggest challenge so far? And, you know, you know, if you forecast like a year from now, where would you like to be? Yeah, there, there's, there's so much and, and it's all consuming, but uh, I absolutely love it. I think the, the greatest challenge for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm fresh out of school, um, don't have, you know, some of the industry experiences, you know, competition or, or some of the larger companies in the space. So I think the, the most challenging aspect of, of some of these conversations is, you know, either leveraging my age to my advantage, because we do see very closely this, this generational shift in, in music consumption that's happening. Um, but also making sure, you know, keeping my, my, my mind open and our business open to really critical feedback uh, and advice. So I, I think advisory is the only reason I'm here today. We have some very incredible mentors that we're, we're really humbled to, to be uh, working with. So I think making sure you walk the balance between is age an asset in this conversation or, or am I sounding too uh, ambitious? Hmm. Well, we might be a couple letters, uh, you know, uh, up the alphabet from Gen Z uh, with with our generation, but we're still looking uh, very forward to you know seeing what happens with Hot Drop and uh, and and uh, playing around with the app uh, a little bit. Um, we've had a chance to take a look at it, and it's really cool. Highly recommend uh, our listeners to check it out. Um, we also want to uh, uh, ask you for a music recommendation. Um, what are you into lately? We ask all our guests and put it on our guest picks playlist. It's a great question. Um, wasn't prepared for this one, ironically. Um, generally, I'm a huge hip-hop and, and country fan lately because of Hot Drop, um, and that is the honest truth, not a shameless plug. Um, I've been diving deeper into some indie alternative music uh, as well as some really good house music. We, we have a, a partnership right now with um, an indie label in, in Florida, it's called House Hats Records. So, so they're in uh, their house uh, music. And uh, I found some really good music fr from their artists that, that are on Hot Drop. Um, Beat That Go is, is a specific song that, that I'm really enjoying right now. What's that? Beat That Go? Beat That Go. 
Beat that go. Cool, cool. I'm going to have to look into the, um, you know, the crossover country hip hop as my uh, brother-in-law um, used to call that hip hop. Um, you know, there's, there's not, <laughs> there's awesome. not, 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 it's a, uh, it's, it, it's, there's not a ton in that little intersection there, but, uh, but it's always interesting. Um, finally, uh, you know, we're, we'll put a link to, uh, to hot drop, but for our users, who you know want to engage with the company, want to um, maybe get in touch with you, follow you in the company, where would you like them to go? Totally. Um, anyone could visit our, our website. That's hotdropapp.com. Um, there's a contact form to get in touch. Uh, we will get back to you very, very shortly. Um, and as well as following us, following us on, our, on our social medias, uh, we're on TikTok. Uh, that's official hot drop or hot drop music. Um, and then we have Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, so if you're an artist, feel free to reach out and, and we can also help you get your music uploaded uh, if, if you need help with that. Fantastic. Max, thanks so much for being with us today and telling us the hot drop story. Thank you so much, Matt, Matt Mike. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Matt. You've been listening to Beat Seeker with your hosts, Matt McButter and Mike Wider. If you like the show, Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a rating and a comment and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you want to dig deeper into this content, visit BeatSeeker.fm. That's B-E-A-T Seeker.fm. Interact with us on social media at BeatSeekerPod. BeatSeeker is recorded in the Devil Lake Studios and the Tunnel Under Arundel. The show is produced by Matt McButter, Mike Wider and Kate McCartney. Thanks for tuning in and keep seeking. <laughs>